0: Welcome to SEC Basketball Power Rankings. I'm Chris Lee, joined by Blake Lovell and Max Barr in the midst of this Middle Tennessee snowpocalypse.
1: (laughs) But hey, we power through here, don't we, Blake? I guess. It's cold. There's snow everywhere. It's miserable. Speaking of miserable, we always start at the bottom of the power rankings. But before we do that, there's, there's the a lot of misery miserable. to go around today. I think he's not miserable. That is Blake's
0: Lake, cranky to start today. I'm just gonna point that out.
1: We'll see which teams uh get the brunt of that. But um <laughs> Yeah, who's who's he taking it out on? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see which teams get that today. But yeah. Uh, anyways, we've got our friends at Bet Online who are never cranky or miserable because they are just everybody's just cashing in everywhere with all their great information, Chris.
0: Well, NFL playoffs are here. The Lions
1: won a playoff game. They're called miserable too. They are uh, not not today, but uh, no, they will. If, you, if the Buffalo Bills play today, they're going to be called miserable. I will tell you that. Oh, that's
0: true. The Lions play indoors. Uh, anyway, NBA season full swing. BetOnline has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get in on the action, see the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we start at the bottom. Blake, I, I, I think I think number 14 has just been a fixture at 14 for a while. And I don't think that's going to change. I, I will make a prediction all season. I don't think Vanderbilt moves out of 14. What do we have to say about the Commodores today, Blake?
1: Well, um I mean I still think they're getting better. I just be honest. Like I I do still think they're getting better. It's just not equating into to wins. Um I mean, you know, I know they lost by thirteen at Ole Miss, but you know, we talked about they lost by eight at LSU. It's a bit of a comeback to get there. Um you know, the Alabama game we mentioned the out the Memphis game. So yeah, I mean, I don't know what else that that has to be said about Vanderbilt. I mean, it's it's still the same two guys, Jason Rivera Torres playing well, um, but then it's just kind of a you know a mixture of what you get from everybody else, and right now it's just not enough to compete, not compete, not enough to win uh, a lot of these games in the SEC, especially when you're going against teams like Ole Miss and all that. When you just look at the you know the size and the, and the length and everything, so. Yeah, I, I don't want to make the same prediction as you that they won't move out of fourteen by the end of the season. But if you look at their upcoming schedule, I think Max and I talked about this on Sunday. Yeah, holy cow! Auburn at home yeah. at Mississippi State, home against Tennessee at Auburn, home against Missouri. Which, sorry, Missouri, it looks winnable, but perhaps home against Kentucky at South Carolina, home against A and M at Tennessee. Oof. And then even beyond that, you've still got road trips to Florida, Arkansas, Kentucky. So yeah, the race to four wins. Um, I mean, they're not going to be favorite in any game they play the rest of the season, but unless they start to win games, but yeah, it's not a good spot. Yeah. Max, uh, did
0: you did you see his press conference afterwards or the the remarks that got I mean, this yep. is a guy that what got a, got a technical a couple of games ago is now Throwing his administration under the bus isn't isn't fair because his administration probably deserves to be thrown under the bus, um, but not not taking a lot of responsibility. This feels like I don't know if a ticking time bomb is the right word, but that that's about the only thing interesting about Vanderbilt basketball right now is what is he going to do or say next?
2: Yeah, <clears throat> and Blake, I'm glad you brought up the upcoming schedule because i mean for for a coach that is uh you know becoming increasingly frustrated with the youth of his team <laughs> you got to play auburn mississippi state tennessee auburn in the next four i mean it doesn't get more brutal than that so yeah i mean if you look at a if you look at the strength of schedule rankings for for the conference vanderbilt's got the hardest schedule uh for the you know hardest remaining schedule so no wins yet, and you got the hardest schedule out from here, so it's going to be tough. Uphill battle here for the Commodores.
0: Joining Vanderbilt in the tier of abject misery, the Arkansas Razorbacks. How did this happen, Arkansas? I mean, in what in what alternate universe would we have thought Arkansas would have been thirteenth in our power rankings in mid-January? I thought this was potentially a top ten team nationally. Uh, th- did you guys catch much of that Florida game? I'm, I'm watching two games at once, and there was a replay. I don't know if you guys remember this. They show Arkansas just hit a bucket. Florida gets the ball inbounds. I don't remember if they throw like a 60-foot pass into the front court, um, but they hit a streaking guy on the wing. He catches it, beats down five Arkansas guys for an easy layup, and they just show it from behind the play where you got five Arkansas guys kind of put it on cruise control and when one guy beats five to get a layup before I knew what happened that that
2: to me max just kind of sums up what this program is right now this is the most confusing team for me because I don't even know who's playing and when they're playing and who's starting I don't if they start are they only going to get the first two minutes if they don't play well I have no clue with this team but I mean just rewind like a month and a half and this team beats Duke, who's about to be a top 10 team in the country here in the new AP poll, even though I mean, I hate the poll, but still Duke's playing good is the is what uh, the point I'm trying to make. I just, I didn't see this coming at, at all. I mean, especially I mean, look at look at just November, the late November through uh through December. You know, you beat Duke, you lose a tough one to a good Oklahoma team on a neutral floor. You beat Wilmington. Like I, this team is just really falling apart for me here. And man, it's it's concerning. I know Blake's concerned.
1: Yeah, um, it's it's not exactly the the ride that we anticipated on the must bus this season. You know, it just was not it's just not. And I I keep saying it's not that they're losing. It's how they're losing. And it's just I, I don't know. Max and I talked about it in the reaction video, but it's I've seen some people say, well, it's just, you know, there's not enough talent on the roster. I do not agree with that. And I know some people are going to disagree with that Mm. statement. I I don't think this is talent. I just keep saying it. It's just not. There is talent on this roster. Um, Now, could you say that there's talent and they swung and missed on exactly how the talent would fit together? I think there's some truth to that. Um, Because clearly it's not. Um, So, But I just think to to say that they're not as – talented as they should be, I just think it's ridiculous. I um and I don't that's a small percentage of people I think that I've seen mention that. But yeah, um again, chemistry is everything. And in this era where every team is sort of rebuilt every season, you know, for for power conference teams in the SEC, it's you you gotta hit on the chemistry. Is it's more important than just compiling, you know, all the talent. It's just they've all got to fit And everybody's, you know, personalities and all that kind of stuff. Like there's so many things that go into that and we've seen, right. We've seen Kentucky have issues. We've seen other teams have issues where it just does not come together, but that has been the case for this team. And like I said, usually we feel pretty good about them turning it around. I have very little confidence in that based on what I've seen um, over the past three games. So, all right,
0: I, I like to kind of do these in tiers. Blake, Blake's not a big
1: fan. Oh of that. boy! Here, all right. Well, now it's time to crank up the crankiness. Here we go. It's time for the tears. Here we go. <laughs> Missouri at twelve. I think. What kind? What like, kind of tears? Because you could say this. Th- these teams are like tears in another definition right. of the word. But there've been some tears um, shed. <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So so you're saying Arkansas and Vanderbilt's in their own tier, right? Yes, the the tier of abject misery, I would call it. <laughs> All right. So, what's this next tier? Boy, I'm I'm really
0: excited to hear what this next tier is. I would call this the tier of we're just out here. It's not bad. It's not good. You're in Missouri's the snow. are not an awful team. They're in the snow. they're st- they're kind of stuck You're in the snow. I like up. that. I like it's
1: that. Just, just kind of make
0: up it what you want. You can throw some snowballs at other people. You can. You know, do donuts in the parking lot, but you're not kind of really going anywhere. It feels like it's not bad, but it's not great. I don't think Missouri's an nit team. I don't think the program's a a, a dumpster fire like the two below it. Uh, I, I will I'll leave wow. it to our resident Dennis Gates agent Blake Level to 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 give us the detail here on what Missouri is and where this is headed.
1: You ever use the words Dennis Gates and dumpster fire in the same sentence? You'll be banned from this here. <laughs> you uh, see what
0: he does? He twists yeah. your words, Max. You're you're getting an initiation to how it works around here. A little switcheroo. This is how this um, man
1: operates. Yeah, I mean, speaking of frustrated fan bases, I I get it, and you know I I understand. I understand where you're coming from. You and I'm just waiting for the tweets at this point about, you know, ah, you were wrong about Dennis Gates. Well, I'd like to take you back to 2022-23 season uh, where it was very clear that this man can work his magic. But this also applies to what I just said about Arkansas. I'm sorry, but even as you guys know, Max, you can remember we had these conversations in the summer. I mean, I don't know if people were expecting me just to be so enthusiastic about the idea that Missouri was just going to all of a sudden do the same thing they did last year. Go back and watch anything we did. I was not as enthusiastic, folks, and there was a reason why because I just did not see the same upside roster-wise that I saw last season once you, again, had an all-SEC-type player in Kobe Brown. I, having the familiarity with Dennis Gates and seeing Cleveland State, the idea of Des Moines Hodge coming in, I was excited about because I'm like, this is a guy no one's talking about but he is a fantastic player and he wound up being a fantastic player in the sec. And this year with the roster, it looked like one that there was i keep again, to me, much less room for error. They had to find ways to be elite in certain areas. If they were going to win, I think with this particular roster. Now it's a roster that it just feels like there's a lot of pieces, right? But again, it's kind of the Arkansas thing where it's, at a certain point, like, I don't do some of the pieces fit together. I'm not sure. Um, you know, and we've said it, I think the Caleb grill injury, you can't just put all this on one player, but it's significant because I think he would have, he has already, we've seen it this year. Like he adds a different sort of dynamic in some of the things that he could do, especially, you know, whether it is (laughs) rebounding, right. Or just scoring, like these are things that Missouri struggles with. And so if you take him out of the equation, it's just different, um, and I, I think another one that's been certainly unexpected—the John Tanjay one. Like he has just—he's not really been a factor this season, and that was another projection where we came into the season thinking he was going to be um, a big part of what they, they they do there. So it's just been a lot of those things, and when you add them all up, it's a team that again does not have those areas last year where they could just go out every single game and say, we know we're better than you in this area. We know it hundred percent. We are better than you in this area. And we are going to just grind you in that area to where we will find a way to win the game because we're going to be so good at forcing turnovers. We're going to be so good at shooting the ball, all those things. But this year, what, where, where do we say that about Missouri other than maybe blocking shots So it's just the the room for error is not there, and that's why they're losing close games this year instead of winning close games like they did last year. So, yeah, and look, I just quickly, like, we talked about Vanderbilt's schedule. It's not good for Missouri. (laughs) If you're talking about a race to try to find your first win, they're at Alabama, home against Florida, at A&M, at South Carolina. It is wild to think that perhaps Missouri's best chance to get a win right now could come against Arkansas at home on January 31. So that's where we are right now with the fighting Dennis Gates is, which I will tell you, we'll, we'll have a bounce back season next year.
2: Oh yeah. He's already looking forward to next year. I like it. Um, I real, real quick. The only thing I have to add is, I mean, just rewind us to, to June, July and, and, and minus John Tanji and Caleb grill off the team. And you know, how, what would our outlook be on the team? We'd be like, Oh geez, this is going to be rough you know, and that's where we are now. So, yeah, I think Blake, Blake nailed it, but a lot of work to be done. All right.
0: I think teams 11 and 10, in my mind, look a lot like NIT teams. I think the coaches are doing solid jobs. They're solid teams. They can beat an NCAA tournament team on a given night. I'm just not sure top to bottom, there's enough talent there to have an NCAA tournament season in, in a league that, that may have I think right now is getting projected for eight teams. There's only so many wins; somebody's going to get left out. Maybe in another year, LSU could have made a march towards an NCAA tournament. I like the job Matt McMahon's doing. Remember, they beat Texas A&M a week ago. In my mind, th- this feels like an NIT team that we are
2: watching, but they're getting they're getting a lot out of these guys, Max. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not ruling out a, a tournament uh appearance for this LSU team. They've got some they've got some some quality wins. They beat Wake Forest, they beat Texas mm-hmm. A&M. They're going to have they're going there's still work to be done, of course. Um but I mean, I don't want to I don't want to take too much of a conclusion away from the game at Auburn, you know, because unless you're Unless you're playing your best game, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough night at Neville. So um they've got some opportunities here coming up. Uh, I think Jalen Cook is is coming off of his worst game. So looking for a bounce back out of your point guard. Um I've, I've liked what I've seen from Will Baker. I thought Will Baker went uh toe-to-toe with Broom for a while there. Um, so yeah, I mean a lot of these upcoming games are gonna be very close spreads, you know, home against Ole Miss, home against AM, revenge game for AM, away at Georgia, you know. So you know, you get Arkansas at home to start February. So there's this team is, is interesting because they, they're going to have some chances. The schedule isn't like a gauntlet of a schedule. Uh, and they, you know, they keep improving. They've got guys that have played a lot of SEC basketball. So I, I still like this team.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, they're, they're another one of these teams where I think it's just like, there's a couple guys that you can really lean on, which we talk about all the time. Um, but as I think Max and I talked about, it was nice to probably see a couple other guys step up, add some production. You can get that more well-rounded consistency from them. Then they they, they could be an interesting team because you got two big opportunities coming up against Ole Miss and Texas and at home. So I think that's an interesting spot for them because the thing is, with teams like this, you just got to start finding good wins. Yeah. And, you know, the NM win looks a little bit better now. Lake Forest win still looks pretty good. So, they just got to find some good wins somewhere. So, and then, you know, it all kind of adds up from there. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to pull the Chris. I'm not just going to label everybody NIT teams just yet. Cause I feel like these are teams that are still in the snow. Are these, are these still part of the snow teams? Are they, are they just throwing the ball around? Yeah. The snowball. Where I don't know are we, what Chris? Tier we're in now. Where I are we? No
0: I said we're the NIT
1: tier. Okay. You said this was the, I don't know what tier you said this was. Okay. The NIT tier. I oh, put all words right. in my mouth. Mm. <laughs> All right.
0: This is is what happen. This is what happens when you get cranky, Blake. He just.
1: I'm just asking about the tears. I. I'm just curious.
0: <laughs> might have been might have it. been some tears in the last minute in Athens, thanks to Dalton Connect. I, I thought seriously, all kidding. I thought Georgia. I Man, they had it right there. I'm not gonna say it's a program changing win. I don't think a basket or two completely changes your outlook on a season. But boy, it would have been some. Terrific morale down there. I was talking to a buddy of mine, Anthony Dasher, who was down there. He's like, I haven't heard it this loud in a while in Stegerman. That that fan base was Jack. They played a great game. Dalton Connect just just took over and made some plays, which is what he does. This team, I think an 11-game win streak would have been its longest since like the 1940s. And granted, Georgia didn't beat a lot of anybody's in that, but you're seeing teams get knocked off left and right and you're, you're looking at by like, this team got beat by who? George, at least, was consistent in one of those games. I, I think this is a good team with a lot of parts, but I kind of put it right there with LSU. I, I think it's a team that's good, but eventually probably not good enough to make the NCAAs. But we'll see. that, that George is going to have a shot, and it would have really had a shot if it had beaten Tennessee.
1: Max, you're the resident. Okay. George is a lock to make the tournament guy.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Girl.
1: Let's just now see now Blake is you now is putting me That's, under the bus. I just I'm just saying. I I well, saw that in our text thread this weekend. Okay, listen, let me explain. <laughs> that that is explain. true. That is a true statement.
2: <laughs> let me explain. Okay. Georgia was up by like 12 in the second half, and I text these guys and I say, My eyeballs are telling me this is a tournament team. And then there you go, Dalton Connect. Buries me. Um I still think this I really like this team. They passed my eye test. I like all the ball handlers. I like Jabri Abdulrahim. I like the the way they play defense, keeping everything in front. But that, that I really think and I might be wrong on this, <clears throat> but I think that losing this game against Tennessee is really going to come back to bite them because now you get a two you get you get a road week. Now you got to go to South Carolina and to Kentucky and they're not going to be favored to win in either of those. Uh, I think the South Carolina game is going to be close, but they're not going to be favored to win. So you could be looking at you know, a, a quick swing from coming off of a win against the top-five team in the country to you might drop three in a row. Um, so tough little stretch here for Georgia, but they passed my eye test. They passed my eye test.
1: Yeah, you said what I was going to say. I think this is going to be one that probably comes back to – and, and they think about how this could have sort of defined their season. But, yeah, at South Carolina, at Kentucky, it's going to be a struggle, I think, in both of those, perhaps, just going on the road. Um, but, you know, I mean, we'll talk about South Carolina in a second. But And then, again, three of your next four on the road with, with South Carolina, Kentucky, Florida all in there. Like, it's just tough. That was a big one. like Because they needed a good win. Like, again, they had the Wake Forest win, but they didn't really have much else. So they really needed that one. And this is where – Look, if you can steal one of these next two, then you're okay. That makes up for it a little bit, um, although the South Carolina win wouldn't equal the Tennessee win. But, um, yeah, so I we'll see. Because I, I look at Georgia's schedule. To be honest, like it doesn't feel like the worst schedule out there uh, when you consider, like, if you look at the rest of the way, they got LSU twice. Um, you know, you got Arkansas. They still got Auburn twice, so that would obviously be a good win opportunity. Um, who else is on there? Like, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they get Alabama once. So, so I don't know. It did, that that felt like a big one because they they yeah. really needed to win that one. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, hopefully, doesn't start a streak in the wrong direction for the Bulldogs.
0: The next two teams I feel like are the NCAA bubble teams. Uh, we'll start with South this Carolina. A tier? This,
1: this is a new is a tier. tier. That's okay, a new tier. Just want to make sure. <laughs>
0: South Carolina's fourteen and two. I get. I, I haven't seen bracketology. I don't know if it's out this morning or when it's coming out. I, I feel like this is the team that that you could put in the tournament right now. Ultimately, I'm not sure if it's going to be good enough. We're going to find out. Uh, but Carolina's got it. Got a chance to have a really nice season, and and certainly you got to admire the job that Lamont Paris has done right now. And of course, they got a a road win at Missouri, which is is what you got to have
2: if you're going to make your your march towards the tournament max yep one you got to have and as much as that one stings for missouri you love to have it when you're south carolina especially with michi johnson playing probably his worst game of the season um so b- big win and and where i think it might be the one that breaks missouri's back i think this one might be the one that gives south carolina a little bit of confidence and i like the upcoming schedule i really do uh This week, you get Georgia at home and then two Arkansas, two winnable games. And then you get Kentucky and Missouri at home, building a little bit of momentum into those big games. So, yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, is this team just in the first three games of conference play, they've been turning the ball over at an alarming rate. Um, especially Michi Johnson has, he's just, he's gotten out out of the gates a little bit slow here in conference play. I, I expect him to turn it around. He's very talented. Um, but I think it just goes lengths to show the quality of this team. Look at Jacoby Wright stepping up with Michi Johnson out. You know, they, they don't have to have all their guys on 100%. Blake, you've been talking about the big four. I know you might, you know, expand on that a little bit. What are you, what are you liking with this team right now, Blake?
1: Well, I mean, I think they're – I don't know. I feel like it's like the Alabama game to me is like the outlier. And, and I think that's a lot more about Alabama. It's just one of those games where if the other team's making shots and you're not, that that can happen, especially against a team that's the number one offensive team in the country. So if you take that out of the mix, like, I mean, they won a close game against Mississippi State, who we haven't gotten to in our power rankings yet. There's a reason for that. Um, you know, they, they win a, an overtime game that, again, you can find ways to lose anytime you go on the road in the SEC, as we know. So they found a way to win that one. Now they get a decent spot at home against Georgia who just come off, you know, a deflating loss, to Tennessee. And they go to Arkansas, which is absolutely a winnable game at this point. Then you get Kentucky at home. So like South Carolina's schedule, I think sets up nicely uh, yeah. to where, I don't know. I, I still am on the thought that they have a really good chance to make the NCAA tournament, uh, but it's a long way to get there. You know, it's a long season, uh, but I, I don't know. Like, I think just other than, you know, offensively, I think that may still have a few questions. Uh, but yeah, I just I think it's the same thing. Like one of these big four usually steps up and has a big game, even if some of the other guys don't, and it's led to a fourteen and two start so far. So uh well, I mean again, we'll see if it holds up. I mean, they, they are a team that, you know, needs to hit some threes to be successful offensively, but I don't know. I I I'm still in on South Carolina. Their schedule gets a little bit tougher here after maybe this next little stretch and not to say this stretch isn't tough, but um, it starts to get a little tougher on the back end. When you look at kind of road trips and, you know, playing Tennessee twice and you know, all those kind of, thing. I got to go to Auburn. So, yeah, so we'll see, but I'm still in on the Gamecocks right now.
0: So what you're saying, is there an NCAA tournament
1: bubble team? Well, I wouldn't quite put them in the NCAA tournament bubble tier. I you know, because I don't I don't use tiers. So <laughs> is, the, is the next team. Are they still in this tier? I don't remember. We got so many tiers, Six teams in. I'm not sure. The, they are. Uh, oh, okay.
0: It's the Florida Gators at eight. And and here's the thing. I think we all believe Florida is good enough. A lot, lot of really, really nice parts. But Florida was rated about here in the computers a year ago in the net. And, it, of course, it didn't work out. Now, I think this team's a lot better than this one or than that one. But here's the problem. You start looking down at the at the opportunities for quality wins. And Florida's whiffed on a lot of these so far. Virginia, not an NCAA tournament team, but that that was a loss. Um, I don't know if the Florida State win ends up being anything. I doubt it. But FSU is off to a really hot start in the ACC. Uh, road win at Pitt. That's a nice one. I think that was on the road. Yeah. Um, that, well, that one might mean something. But then a loss to Baylor, lost to Wake Forest, um, beat Michigan. That's not worth a lot right now. And then Kentucky and Ole Miss were games that you, you win those. Those are teams that probably would be in the tournament today. Uh, would have helped you. Po- point being, we, we think Florida's good. But at some point, Blake, you you got to start beating the good teams and padding your resume. And, and the Gators aren't there yet.
1: No, they're not. Um, yeah, I mean that—that's probably as good as I could have said it. That they're just not there yet. So they got to win some big games, and I think that's something that we talked about kind of as a theme. Uh, it felt just—it felt like Florida's not won a lot of big games in recent years, um, and they—they they need to change that in order to up their stock a bit, um, you know, and, and move a little bit higher. I still think talent-wise, they're probably better than eighth in the SEC, but. Mm-hmm at some point, you know, again, we can't just bank on that because Arkansas wouldn't be 13 if that was the case. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's they took care of business against the team that they should have taken care of business against based on where they are. And, um, yeah, I mean, beyond that, I still think this team, again, we, we've seen them put up points. I think Max and I talked about that. Like they're, they're really hard to guard. Uh, but you know, at other times, you know, I think it's, maybe the consistency just the overall consistency is probably still what we're looking for with Florida and um you know great opportunity this week when they go to Tennessee on Tuesday and uh we'll see you know what they can do there that would obviously be a huge win but like you mentioned just got to got to start finding some wins somewhere against uh top tier teams
2: yeah i think once the once the defense kind of comes together a little bit we'll see this team win some big games um Cause they got, they got the pieces and we, you know, we keep saying that they got the pieces. It's just like you said, Blake, the consistency hasn't been there, but I do like, I do like what I saw from Riley Kugel last time. I think he's kind of mm. found his confidence again. And that's a big piece. You know, he was, he was in a bad slump, a bad, bad slump. And I think he's finally kind of broken out of that. And that can completely change this team. Um, the one thing I do like is, is down the stretch late. They have a lot of good opportunities. They get they get Auburn at home. You get Bama at home, Uh, so there's definitely some some opportunities for big wins. Uh, If they if they just keep not showing up in big games, though, like yeah, that's gonna be a that's not gonna move move the needle at all. They're gonna have to win a few of these tough games. Like they get they go to Tennessee, they go to Kentucky, and they go to Texas A and M here in the next three weeks. I think you got to win one of those. You got to win a big game. You're gonna have to steal one. Because you've dropped a few here to start, um, but I mean, I we can just talk all day about the talent. I I really like the look of this team. All right, now we get to the point where I'm expecting all these teams
0: to be in the NCAA tournament. Might might one or two of these teams miss it? Sure, it's a it's a dog eat dog league this year. But starting at number seven, Max's Ole Miss Rebels, um, still still sitting on what one loss and. Got all the guys back. I mean, we we've been through this song and dance, but but Ole Miss took care of business against Vanderbilt Saturday, and uh, it looked fairly good doing that, I guess not not great, but did enough to take care of business.
2: Yeah. Uh. I mean, listen, that that game against Tennessee was brutal, right? I mean, and Blake called it. Blake called. Blake saw it from a mile away. He said. The percentages look great for Ole Miss, but this Tennessee team does things to you that no other team does and really takes you out of what you want to do offensively, and we, we saw exactly that. You get two straight home games after that, you bounce back in the biggest way possible against Florida, and then have your best defensive performance of the season against Vandy. So, yeah, I mean, wake-up call for sure against Tennessee, but now you're moving in the right direction, and you're the, the thing that I like about Ole Miss is your stars are playing well consistently. I mean, Morrell has just been day in, day out. You know what you're getting out of Matt Morrell. And so I think this team just got a really good base and, and, and consistency, and you, you kind of know what you're going to get. Um, and if they go on the road and play a really tough team defensively, they're probably going to struggle. I mean, look at coming up Saturday. They go at Auburn. It's probably going to be a really tough game for this Ole Miss team. Um, I think we're going to see that. You know, this team's still a work in progress, but you have a, you have that nice base to rely on
1: yeah I mean, I think Ole Miss is okay at this point, like I think they're in a pretty good spot, and um, yeah, I mean, just seeing them bounce back with two quality wins in terms of just how they played um it wasn't the prettiest against Vanderbilt, but i I didn't think it would be to, to begin with but um yeah but but now, how do you do that when you go on the road, and you know, I think it's just i I just like the overall like. Mean, depth that this team has I think they they can be very balanced in terms of just their contributions and so yeah I think Ole Miss if you thought 13-0 was just you know whatever after the Tennessee game I'm sure people jumped off the bandwagon but um still I think this team's in a pretty good spot unless you know maybe they lose both games this week which is entirely possible uh and you know maybe they start to look ahead and say all right they got to find this win here that one there but Based on their schedule, I think they've got a lot of opportunities the rest of the way to get some good wins. So I, I think Ole Miss is going to be fine. Okay.
0: I was about to jump off the bandwagon in college station. And it was my preseason pick to win the league. I was, I'm not going to say I was done with the Aggies, but I was getting aggravated. Just not a, a good shooting team. And I, I don't know. Maybe that's just what this team is. I keep thinking that they got to. Got to shoot better by accident. It's kind of a team. I think somebody said the other day that, you know, their offensive strategy should just be throw the ball at the rim and, and let you guys go get it and score that way. I, I think that there's enough talent in the backcourt that, that AM can, can score other ways. I, I know it it's a backcourt that's more volume scoring than efficient scoring, but it's worked for them. Look, a- AM, um, I think everybody that watched SEC basketball saw some questionable stuff happened down the stretch of that game Uh, the Aggies fought through that scored a big win against Kentucky and and I'm feeling a little bit better about this team Blake exiting the weekend
1: well yeah I mean how could you not based on those two previous performances um go from scoring 53 and 55 to 97 um and yeah I just we again, it felt like a really good spot for a And M. You and I picked Kentucky. Max picked a And but like this was like the the best opportunity because we said if they didn't win this game, then you're like looking up. Well, you got two more road games after that at Arkansas and LSU. You no, know, now I think things set up pretty nicely because you have those two games, which are both very winnable. Then you come back for three straight home games against Missouri, Ole Miss, Florida, which are all winnable. Um, you go back on the road against Missouri, which feels winnable like you could be looking at an A&M team here that's on quite a streak uh, over the next couple of weeks. Now, again, not easy to win on the road in the SEC. I wouldn't be surprised if they drop one of these this week uh, just based on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're still not great offensively in terms of like just, you know, overall outside of, you know, a couple of players. But they get so many offensive rebounds that at a time, it just doesn't matter. Uh, and so – that's what it comes down to. And when you have a player like Wade Taylor, you're always going to have a chance to win. And I think that's what we always have to keep in mind with AM is anytime you have a player like that, you're always going to give yourself a chance. And especially if you're getting what you got from Tyrese Rafford as well, because he can be in that same mix when you, you could say the same thing about him. Anytime you have a player like that at his best, if you can lead the way with those two guys, you're going to be in a pretty good spot. Um, in terms of having a chance to beat a lot of teams in the SEC. So not a great start, but getting that win was huge, and I think it could be something that sort of sets this AM team off into kind of what we saw last year. Maybe not to that extreme, but um, they, they, they could go on a little bit of a run here. It won't be easy, though. Uh, again, two teams on the road this week, uh, Arkansas and LSU, that uh, I think will at least make it interesting for them. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of know what we're going to see now with with Texas A&M when they play teams that defend guard play really well, you know, like uh, when they when they play Tennessee, when they have to go to Georgia, uh, you know, different games like that you, where they have to, you know, play Mississippi State. I think you're going to see the efficiency numbers that Chris has been talking about a lot. I think you're going to, you know, see those struggle. But when they play teams that do not defend guard play well, you know, Kentucky, Missouri. LSU. These teams you're you're going to get you're going to get exactly what you expect from Texas A&M. I like how Blake, I like how you kind of ran through their schedule because I think they're they got a good chance at at putting together like a four-week run here, the three to four-week run uh, and rattling off some big wins. Uh and the, the the main reason why I like this team is just because how old they are. You got you got grown men on this team and we did not put enough emphasis on Solo Washington being out. He was massive, absolutely massive in that win over Kentucky. He completely changes the way that this team can defend and rebound, especially their perimeter defense. Um, so, yeah, I think this team kind of turned a corner. I, I like their upcoming schedule. I like the veterans. I think they're, you know, <laughs> Chris, I think, what'd you say? They got to shoot better by accident? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're you know. So, yeah, I mean. I like the team. I like them moving forward. I think they're going to go on a little bit of a run here. Also like Mississippi State, I don't know what else
0: to say other than I think it just kind of tells you the competitive range they're in. Uh, Three teams that would be in the NCAA tournament, I think, if it was picked today. Uh, I haven't seen where South Carolina's been in in the brackets, but I know they've been close. Um, Lose by six to South Carolina on the road. Beat Tennessee at home by five. Lose at home to Alabama by eight. Um, you know, a- add that up, and you know it's about a. They've scored about as many points as they've given up over three games against NCAA tournament caliber teams. Breaks didn't always fall their way. One, one of them lost two of. But that, that's about what Mississippi State is. And of course, if you're if you're just getting into SEC basketball this season, we've talked about it a lot. But Tula Smith, their best player, is now back. He's making a big impact. Um, This is a team that's got a lot of guys off from last year's NCAA tournament team. It's found a a shooter in Josh Hubbard that they didn't have. Um, Again, I I just think they are what they are. They're not going to go out and just bludgeon top-tier teams. But I I think they can play with most of the really good ones. And, and again, I think this is a team, Blake, heading back to the NCAA tournament when it's all said and done.
1: I don't know. I'm starting to, like – I agree with you. They are. But, like – Starting to think about you projecting NCAA tournament bids this far out, and I am just a little. Not, I'm not just saying this for Mississippi State, by the way. I'm saying this for other teams too. Like I'm now, I keep hearing you say that same word. I'm like, oh man, we got a long way to go here. Um, and here's why I would say that. And again, not necessarily just to say this about Mississippi State. They are playing the toughest schedule of anybody in the SEC. If you look, I mean, Ken Palm has them as the toughest strength of schedule in the SEC. Now they got to go to Kentucky after everything they just played here at South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama. At Kentucky now, got to go to Florida quickly after that. Play Auburn at home. Got to go to Ole Miss. Got to go to Alabama. I mean, still got to go to Auburn. Still got to go to A and M. Still get Kentucky at home. Like they got a really tough schedule, uh, but I think that's going to be beneficial for Mississippi State because I think it's, you know, all you have to do is just like do the way you're you're doing it now, right? Like it's win one, lose one. Like you just just keep going like that, and if you play a tough schedule those wins are going to add up. And so, um, you know, they really needed the Tennessee win. And so, yeah, I I think it's, I really like this team now with Tulu Smith. It's the defense. We said, I have a lot more to add. I think they're, you know, they're in the top five now in our power rankings. I don't remember where they were last week, but, um, I think it's justified and, um, yeah, they just, they've got a tough schedule. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to miss the tournament, but, um, they, kind of like last year where they played a really tough opening stretch of games. Um, they were able to kind of make up for it on the back end. I don't know that the back end of their schedule looks as good as it did last year, um, but we'll see. Cause it's a long way, a long way to get there. So teams can turn things around. Who knows where Arkansas is at at that point? Who knows where LSU at all those kind of things, South Carolina. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's easy to like this team.
2: I mean, we got to understand this team came a few missed free throws away from beating Tennessee and Alabama back to back. You know, they, they make a few free throws there with, with what two minutes left. And, and we're singing this team's praises. So I don't think we, I don't think there's much negative to say at all about this team. I think they're going to be able to grind out wins. They have a perimeter attack that they did not have from a year ago. And the defense and interior scoring is there. And maybe even better now that you have Jimmy bell coming off the bench, which you didn't have last year. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have much to add. I think this team is as legit as it gets.
0: Yeah, but Blake, you're right. It, it's really too early to start talking NCA tournament until mid-February. I, I just think this team is going to be good enough to get there. You, you kind of know what one looks like. We're familiar with, with State's talent because we've seen these guys play ball for what feels like forever, and I, I feel like the Hubbard piece, that was the one thing that you could identify that this team was missing a year ago yep. that, it, that it's got now. So that's – that's where I stand because I'm, I'm kind of with you. It's in, in, until we get to mid February. There's there's a lot of unanswered, but I've I've got a lot of faith in this team, and that's where I'm placing it. All right, number four, Alabama. Max, when's when's the last time we had Alabama at any spot
2: other than four? It's been a minute. I know they've just been they've been stuck here at at four. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> hey, look at Blake over there. Look at
1: Blake. You know I'm not even gonna say All anything. he's getting grumpy. You grow.
2: You go, Blake. You go.
0: Just
1: just, have your rant. I mean, at what point are we going to move up the defending (laughs) SEC champions (laughs) who are currently at the top of the standings with another team that we're going to talk about here in a second? Um, At some point, guys, it's it's time. It's time to jump on board here because I'm just saying, like, for all this stuff, everybody giving about Alabama, five losses, six and five they were at one point. Well, here they are at 11-5, and five, and my friends at the net, they absolutely love this Alabama team. And boy, do I love the net. I mean, I think it is such a precise examination of college basketball teams, and I, I think they're hitting 100% when it comes to Alabama because the Crimson Tide in the top five in the net. Um, And so – actually, hold on, let me make sure. Oh, I apologize. They have now moved up to number four. So – I don't think the net's ever been better, to be honest with you. So what a road win for Alabama at Mississippi State. Mark Sears, the guy who Chris said was totally replaceable, uh, goes out and scores 22 points and just made some big plays in that game. Uh, do you want me to stop, Chris, or you to you want to add any thoughts on Mark Sears? You
0: know or... what my thought is? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that when we get old enough – and like you know, our families ship us off to a to a nursing home somewhere. I hope you're not my roommate.
1: <laughs> I'm going to tell the stories of you and how you said that Mark Sears was replaceable. Uh, by the way, Alabama fans, he never said that. We're just having fun. I don't remember what discussion that was part of the mailbag. I think. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, this was a great win at Mississippi State. Again, you two guys fell for the trick in the predictions. Uh, I'd like to thank you for that. But, again, Alabama's 3-0, and they get Missouri at home on Tuesday. They go to Tennessee on Saturday, and then the IBOB next Wednesday, the Iron Bowl of Basketball takes place at Coleman Coliseum on January the 24th against the Auburn Tigers. Will both teams still be unbeaten to that point? Alabama's got the tougher road. they got to go to Tennessee on Saturday. Um, But for now – I will keep saying what I said the whole time. Alabama's just going to outscore teams, uh, and they keep doing it uh, at least through three games in SEC play. So,
2: you want to? Did you have some of that, Chris? No, I mean
0: the the whole thing it, it, with Alabama, as I've been saying for a while. I I just I'm I'm not sure what they are because computers think they're a top five team in the country, but we have the questions with defense. We've seen Alabama play the better teams, and you know instead of scoring a hundred points, you know it's it's a more ordinary in the seventies kind of thing. But they're Again, defending I, better,
1: so that's the difference. They are. Is they're now playing better I'm not, defense? They don't I'm have not to score hundred.
0: I'm just I'm saying. saying they're bad. Too. I'm I'm just saying there are there are some mixed signals that I I can't quite figure out what we're getting. Now, look, if, if you put a gun to my head and said you got a place to place a bet, I'm going to bet on Nate Oates, and I'm going to bet on the talent. If this team's not in the NCAA tournament, I'll I'll be really surprised. I just don't know if this is the team that's going to break through and get, get Nate Oates to a Final Four, if this is the team that,
1: I never know, said that
0: on, on some Thursday in March, we're going, the signs were there all along. They couldn't defend. They weren't consistent against good defensive teams. And, of course, this is what they were going to be. I, I just don't know. I think it's going to be fascinating.
2: Yeah, I, I have a tough read on this team. 'Cause I have I have admittedly been down on Alabama, but then I hey when they were six and five, I was I was telling people don't don't sleep on this team. But I mean, say they lose to Tennessee and Auburn, you know, coming up here. Then we're like, okay, they only have one top fifty win. And it was at Mississippi State because Tolu Smith and Cam Matthews missed four straight three throw free throws. And it's like Alabama right back down to earth. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put too much of a of a claim on this. I'm going to hold back my thoughts until I see Tennessee and Auburn game because I have my doubts still. I have my doubts. Well, in the private text
0: chat we had this weekend, we also exchanged some doubts about our number three team. Here
1: we go. Debbie Downer over here. Please continue. Max, you know what we need to do? We need to just
0: we need to get a Festivus poll and just have a weekly grievances
1: with Blake episode and just, just let this man do his his grumpy thing. I know where this conversation is going, but can I just say one thing? I agree with you on the defense about Kentucky. I understand their, their defense has got to get better, but there is one piece of this group chat that I am picking apart here. You made the point that, it's just that they're not dominant in that it's been a while since he's had a dominant team, right? That was the point you were making. But who in college basketball is dominant right now? Outside right. of, by the way, what... I mean, in all honesty, I see one dominant team in terms of domination. And we're going to get to them here in a second. They're in the SEC. So, I mean, outside of that, and even you know even that team to a certain extent there there will be people that have questions about but there are really good elite teams out there but as we've seen this week this past week told us everything right i mean max brought up the stats all this other stuff like this is just the way it is right now i am i'm still not jumping off of kentucky and i'm not saying you guys are i'm not saying that but have they Had some issues defending a little bit. Yes. Is this one of Cal's vintage defensive teams where you just have guys that are going out and nobody can score on them and all that? No. But still, I I think they're good enough. They're so good offensively that they can counter some of that. And, you know, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm going to, like, plant my flag with Alabama and Kentucky, the two teams who just can score at will that may have some defensive lapses that may cost them in March. Maybe that's what's going to happen. But I would argue against like the dominant thing. I don't think we should expect this Kentucky team to be dominant because, you know, it's like, this is the way it works in the SEC. And we talked about all the things that kind of put us in a position to wonder if they would lose at A&M. And they were still right there with the chance. So that's all. I, I might even like this Kentucky team more now. I might Because
2: it reminds me of, real quick, it reminds me of last year and the very end of Big East play. And Marquette played like the the Golden State Warriors and UConn hung with them to the very end and, and lost. But I remember talking to my buddy watching the game. I'm like, if they can hang with this team while they are playing like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, you know, just wait until the tournament, you know, when it's on a neutral floor and how good this UConn team is. That's exactly what I kind of feel with this game right here, if they can have Tyrese Radford and Wade Taylor and Solo Washington play the, the way that they did and the, you still have a chance there at the very end, you know, just imagine this team where when they're on their night, you know, and so, yes, there's defensive issues. We have plenty of time to correct it, but just look at this upcoming schedule. They get two straight home games, winnable games. Then their next two away games are are winnable. I think they're going to they're going to win six straight going into Tennessee. Huge game at home. So I I almost like them more now. I know there's the defensive issues, but they've proven that they can hang on the road when the road team plays their best game. That's hard to do. Number two. Well,
0: hold on. You don't have anything to add on that? <laughs> um, I thought I sort of added my thoughts to begin with in the in the group chat thing, because that's something oh, about my thoughts. Look, okay. well, look I, no one else I, here, here's the chat. thing. <laughs> okay, here's, here's my thoughts on Kentucky. Um, I will, I will put my flag on the talent the same place I put it for six weeks now. When this team plays to its potential, if it does, and we haven't seen it yet, I think it's the best team in the conference. In the conversation for best team in the country. But we keep seeing youthful mistakes. We keep seeing a team that is good, not great defensively in in the stats. So those are two things that keep popping up in the look. It, it is it is two months in with a young team and, and so to judge Kentucky harshly by that would be unfair. But it is what it is at this point and, and I think that's that's something look, if we get to if if we get to March and, and this team is pulling a two thousand seven Florida thing where it's just running everybody off the floor because it all comes together. Then I, I wouldn't be shocked. But
1: but we don't know them. That's the fun of it. Um, all right, Chris. Suspense. For the final two, there were two. You were about to just jump straight into number two. You got to, you got to build up the suspense here because,
0: well, I got, I got outvoted on this one. Um, the, n- number two, I think has the best resume in terms of good wins. Uh, road win at Wisconsin, <laughs> beat Illinois at home. Okay. Clobbered old miss. Um, You know, and and the losses—three of Tennessee's four losses are to teams that you could see on the one line in March: Purdue, Kansas, and North Carolina. And then losing Mississippi State—no, no no shame in that; that happens. Uh, Dalton Connect put on a clinic in the final couple minutes of that Georgia game. Scored what thirty something points back to back games again. I, I like this team because it's got all the pieces. It's got experience. It's got a a, a great coach. I, I don't see Tennessee probably moving more than one or two spots from this ranking the rest of the year either way.
1: Blake, you go ahead. Well, I know we got to be quick here because we have to keep these under an hour, but I'll just say this. like <laughs> Tennessee moving down this week because they were number one last week, right? I mean, technically, I guess you could justify it because they lost a game. Um, and so, yes, we obviously know who number one is, but i I have no like I'm not concerned with Tennessee. like I'm just not at all. Um but these are power rankings. And you know, it's like you do have to combine the resume portion with the actual, you know, again, it's debating which team you would take over this team and that team and so forth. And it's just to me, I think right now on a neutral court, I, I may pick the number one team over Tennessee. And, you know, that it's not a lot more to it than that. I mean, obviously, they have different schedules. I get it. Uh, remember, you talk to the guy who, without much hesitation, you know, thought Tennessee was the number one team going into the season. And I haven't changed my stance on that a whole lot, even during the three game losing streak. Like I said, I just, I still think this team with a Dalton Connect doing what he did against Georgia, it just shows you that they're different. Like they're different than some of Tennessee teams in the past. Because they have a guy like this who can just take over a game. And there have been many games in recent history where we've not seen that. We've like, okay, defensively they're gonna have to grind it, but they don't have somebody who can take over a game like that. Now they do. And so that's gonna put them in a really good position, as we said. Two good games this week. Florida, Alabama, both at home. Um their upcoming schedule sets up nicely, I think, for the balls. So we'll see what happens. But um no shame in this. Like I, I still to a certain extent think this is one, a one B one C, but um, I know we don't all see it that way.
2: Yeah. I, I still. There's nothing wrong with, con- or I'm saying Kentucky, there's nothing wrong with Tennessee in my eyes. They had that. You're just seeing a little bit of inconsistency. You know, that's why I don't, I don't think they're number one right now because there's one team that has showed pure consistency. Um, so until, I mean, you, you gotta have Vescovy and, and Josiah Jordan James show up in the in these road games. You know, you just gotta because you're gonna drop some if they don't. You can't rely on thirty-six from Connect every road game. So just because of the little bit of inconsistency from, from different scores, that's why I haven't bumped down because we have one team that has looked I just I talked about the Golden State Warriors. We have one team that's looked unreal here at number one. It has. It is playing with
0: a swagger. It has got, I think, all the parts also. Now, where where I departed from those of us who ranked Auburn 1 and Tennessee 2 was the quality wins thing. Um, Auburn has been dominant. I get it. Auburn also has played two games against teams – that I think would be in the NCAA tournament if it were selected today. It lost one of those to Baylor back in the opener. And the other one was that win last week over Texas A&M. Um, th- does that mean Auburn isn't the best team in the conference? That does- doesn't have to mean that. I-, I just, when I'm parsing teams at that level, I, I go with the team that's got a-, a better level of accomplishment, which Tennessee does but not going to fault you for picking Auburn at number one. That may be the right answer, Blake.
1: I think Auburn is the most complete team in the SEC right now. I don't care who they played. I just – I watch them. I see the deepest team in the country. I truly – I mean that. Like, I think they're the deepest team in college basketball in terms of how many guys they can play and how much they're getting from all these different guys. And I just think on both sides of the floor, they have been dominant the hair just, you know, outside of a bad stretch against LSU, they have looked really good. I know the Texas A&M game, but we listed all the reasons why that would be close and be like pulling teeth for Auburn based on the recent history. Um, I'd love to see Auburn and Tennessee play today. I'd love to see Auburn and Kentucky play today. I'd love to see Tennessee and Kentucky play today. Like all those pairings because they'd all be great games. Um, but, hey, I'm again, I, we have to vote someone. One, two, three. And you know these are all teams that I think are all worthy of a number one spot. It's just that, and I wouldn't discount Alabama in there, by the way. Uh, but no, I just hey, maybe it's just we're rewarding Auburn for their play, and as as we should, because they have just you know dominant, just completely dominant right now. So
2: yeah, especially you know if it was you know from a resume standpoint, it's it's different. But just power rankings. Who looks the most dominant? Gotta be for me. It has to be Auburn. I mean, what you you have every win by double digits. I mean, they're just just mauling teams. And and you look at that, you look at that LSU game, and you just feel like LSU doesn't have a chance. You know, just men against boys out there. And I've said it a million times: the defense gets better as they go to the bench. Dylan Cardwell is one of the most valuable backup centers in the country. Uh, it's just. You, you can afford five guys to have an off night because you have five more that are going to come in off the bench. It's ridiculous. I like how you said deepest bench in the country and not the conference because I I believe that too, Like
1: Welcome to number one here, Auburn. By the way, everyone's been at number one now, Auburn, Tennessee, Kentucky. Now's your chance, all right? This is where it begins. Yep. Like Everyone's had their chance at number one. Now we find out who, who winds up being there at the end and is it someone else outside of those three? If it is. I think it could be Alabama, but we'll see. So
0: had a ton of fun with this. Hope you liked it too. If you did, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We we are going in depth on SEC baseball, basketball, and football with equal passion with all of it. Thank you for watching us here at Southeastern 14, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you again soon.